Breaking news. China has abused the power of surveillance and trapped over one million Uyghur Muslims in internment camps. Let's take a step back. Welcome back to One Time Pod. My name is Priyanshu Tudasama, and I am your host for today. On today's episode, we will be delving into the complicated truth about the surveillance state that is China. Authorities scan your phones, track your faces, find out when you leave your home, and where you go. A surveillance push, propelled by the government, is guided by smart and sophisticated software built into cameras placed on every street corner. If you fail to meet the government's requirements, you are at risk of losing some of your rights. This isn't the plot of a Black Mirror episode. It is the reality that those who live in China are facing every single day. The Chinese Communist Party is developing a nightmare surveillance state, flooding the country with an ocean of surveillance cameras. These now invade the homes of many minorities in China. So, let's get into this. The Communist Party of China, also known as the CCP, is a sole governing party of the People's Republic of China. In the past, they have been shown to exercise their power and desire of control over the population. This has been done through several mechanisms, including censorship. First, there was the Berlin Wall. Now, there is something that many describe as the Great Firewall of China, a virtual barrier preventing content that may be deemed as harmful to the government into the country. By censoring content mainly due to political reasons, the government is able to violate internet freedom. China's oppressive censorship is indicative of the fact that CCP officials are more concerned with having power over their citizens rather than caring for their citizens' well-being. Due to China's laws, this abuse of power is tolerated. Article 31 of China's cryptography law allows the state cryptography administration to inspect and have access to encrypted systems. This law applies to all sectors, including social media companies, which are required to turn over all user data, since messages are not end-to-end encrypted. Unfortunately, the CCP's power and thirst for control does not end here. In fact, China has been executing a plan for total surveillance, building up its ability to spy on nearly 1.4 billion people. This is being done on very new, very disturbing levels similar to what we see in shows such as Black Mirror and read in novels such as 1984, China is developing a society we thought was only possible in dystopian science fiction. Currently, we see CCP officials meshing various technologies together. These include phone scanners, face and fingerprint databases, facial recognition cameras, and many more. They're being meshed into new advanced tools for authoritarian control. When these tools are fully combined and operational, the CCP wants to help the police grab the identities of people as they walk down the street, find out who they are meeting with, and identify who does and doesn't belong to the Communist Party. They say that as simple as that. However, the actions of the CCP and their intent have not exactly been shown to line up. The United States and other countries do use some of these same techniques to track terrorists or drug lords, But these Chinese cities want to abuse their power to track everybody, whether they are good or bad. And due to the CCP's brainwashing and propaganda techniques, the majority of citizens will not fight back. More on this soon. But right now, let's talk a little bit more about the technical aspects of the surveillance. So, picture this. Security cameras on every street corner, 
along with a police station on every street. Once the cameras are activated, the system begins to look for any sort of personal data. Like police dogs sniffing out drugs, these cameras have boxes containing phone scanners that are known as IMSI catchers in order to sniff out ID codes from the phones of anyone passing by the cameras. Obviously, the camera itself will capture images and recordings of people's faces. Now, understanding the surveillance system itself is pretty simple from here. All it does is it ties together the data that is initially collected. As I said before, these cameras exist literally everywhere. So the system tries to connect the faces and phone ID codes that appear together in places more than once. And when this happens, the system begins to put the puzzle pieces together. The more the ID and face show up together, the more certainty the system has on who and what IDs match together. The surveillance system serves as a blueprint for many other systems that the CCP has in place to match things such as license plates, social media accounts, and many other identifying factors to people. The system is a way for the government and police to promote more social stability. After events such as the uprising at Tiananmen Square, the police and government abused the feelings of unrest and fear in order to win over more control of its citizens. A specific example of this advanced surveillance system is seen in the city of Zhengzhou. Here, the police utilize advanced software to create lists of people. These lists are used to create alarms to track people wherever they are at every hour of the day to see who they are with and where they go. As discussed before, the cameras basically combine the phone and identity data and these tie together the IDs and faces faster, ultimately advancing the technology that has been put into place. Furthermore, China's recently advanced data privacy and cybersecurity regulations are putting really strong encryption and security practices into place for private corporations. This may seem like a great idea that it is protecting all these businesses' privacy and data. However, these laws also mandate transparency. This means that government actors must be able to monitor users' data in the name of safety and national security. Unfortunately, this can cause the possibility of malicious cyber actors coming in the way. As you are probably thinking in your head right now, this surveillance state that China has created is a large threat to privacy. There is one camera put in place for every 5.9 citizens. Every move of every person in the city is tracked by these cameras. This AI-powered technology was intended to have a good purpose. However, it is unsurprising to see the CCP abuse its power as they have done in the past with their media censorship. We see the CCP abuse their power in the name of fighting terrorism and forcing Uyghur Muslims to surrender biometric data. This includes photos, blood, fingerprints, DNA, and voice samples. All of this information, along with all the information being tracked by cameras placed throughout the cities, eventually leads to the government red flagging people, red flagging those with beards, red flagging those who leave their house through their back door, red flagging those who visit the mosque often. After being red flagged by the system, they're interrogated. This happens even when they have no reason to do so. In the United States, we would consider this racial profiling. In China, citizens say that it makes them feel safe. Sarsenbeck Akaruli, a 45-year-old veterinarian, was arrested on November 2nd, 2017, when the police found a banned messaging app by the name of WhatsApp on his cell phone. 
he was placed into a re-education camp along with a vast number of other Uyghur Muslims. His wife, a citizen of neighboring Kazakhstan, traveled to Xinjiang four times to search for him, but no one, not even those who are a part of the CCP, gave her any information regarding where he is. This is because all those people feared that talking to her will put them in the re-education camps too. And the surveillance doesn't stop there. You are heavily surveilled inside the camp and even when you are released. Release is kind of rare. It happens usually only in cases of really bad illnesses. But even if you are released from this camp, the surveillance continues. People are often forbidden from traveling outside of their cities without permission. Cameras are installed opposite their homes, so the police can always track them. And the most disturbing part, every time one of these people is found to be approaching their front door, the police stop them and interrogate them about where they're going. The system is clearly abusing the power of surveillance in order to intrude the privacy of citizens in China. Minorities especially are unjustly treated as criminals without reasonable cause. These citizens will never get to experience free speech. Just like those who didn't talk to the wife of Sarsen Bekakaruli, people will not talk and have free speech because they will always fear that something bad will happen to them because the CCP is always watching. Thomas Jefferson, the third president of the United States once said, I prefer dangerous freedom over peaceful slavery. The citizens of China are slaves to the CCP. And even though the CCP's propaganda has enabled these citizens to view this total surveillance as just, other countries know it is not. This is something that the United States must learn from. Fortunately, there is a lot of hope for the future. Even though China may be stuck in its ways and may continue developing this technology, other countries have the chance to learn from this and take this as an opportunity to realize how intrusive this is to the citizens' privacy. In fact, backlash against AI-driven technologies is increasing with each passing day. In the United States in July, legislation was introduced in Congress that would prohibit the use of facial recognition in public housing. In Japan, scientists have produced special glasses designed to fool AI technology. It is necessary for us to act now in order to prevent bringing fictional dystopian societies to fruition. As Democratic Congresswoman Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez proclaimed, this technology is linked to a global rise in authoritarianism and fascism. It is our job to stop this now. Thanks for tuning in to One Time Pod. See you, see you.